You're listening to The Intentional Podcast, co-hosted by Caitlin and Mackenzie. We hope you enjoy today's intention. Welcome back, everyone. We are bringing in 2024. Yes, welcome to the new year. (laughs) And we're starting it off strong with, as you know, our favorite, a guest. So, yes, so excited. We are. We are going to chat a little bit about wellness today, but we have Maggie on the podcast. She is a wife, a fur mom. Uh, She (laughs) runs six, not just one, but six businesses with her husband. And she just has a full schedule, but like we wanted to share, uh, have her share how she still keeps her wellness um, a priority. So uh, Maggie, if you want to like dive in, um, share a little bit more with our listeners of what you want them to know about you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Um, My name is Maggie Fitzpatrick. And as you said, I do have a background in the health and wellness space. I have been a trainer and a coach for a lot of years. Um, What year is it? It would be 2024 when you're listening to this. Oh my gosh. Um, Around 10 years. So yeah, I started in college. I've been doing it since then. Um, I currently spend most of my coaching time coaching high school girls, soccer and basketball, which is a lot of fun. Um, But I also have fitness coaching clients online, and I'm moving into executive and professional coaching as well. So productivity and, you know, keeping yourself focused, but also like balancing your work life in a way that keeps you well. So that's kind of where we're going right now. That's That's awesome. awesome. We love it. We love change and evolving with a new year. (laughs) Me too. And I have to plug that um, Maggie shared with us, you guys, she just got a puppy. So if you hear her new puppy yelling out, uh, they just want to make an appearance on the podcast today. So (laughs) he's in his crate and he's really sad. So (laughs) just like Dangle, my dog. I would be surprised if we didn't hear like his nails on the hardwood or him squeaking a toy because Lord knows he got so many toys for Christmas. So <laughs> boiled all the fun of it for sure. And I'm yeah. here petless, but you know, one yep. day, one day, <laughs> one day. Oh, I hope that day comes soon for you. <laughs> That's what Me everyone too. keeps saying, but like I'm so used to not having a pet that like I feel like my like level of excitement is less than everyone else's. So. I manifest it for her all the time. I'll get on that. Perfect. Eventually, it'll be a teacup corgi, but until then, we're we're good. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive in. Um, I would love to hear what you're doing personally um, here in this new year, maybe with your new rhythms and whatnot. Um, but like, what does your typical routine look like for you? Yeah. So wellness, you know, it's something that is always evolving. For all of us, mm-hmm. right? So, over the years, it has looked very different depending on what my priority priorities have been at the time. Right now, for me, stress management is one of the most important things that I am mm-hmm. focusing on. So, I I don't know if you guys can relate to this. I'm sure that you probably can. I mean, oh, your yeah. podcast is the intentional podcast, but I I just grew up so worried about performing 
and so worried about, you know, doing the right thing or getting the good grades or, you know, putting myself in situations to do what other people asked of me. And that comes with a lot of stress, right? You put a lot of stress on yourself. You take on a lot of stress from the outside world. And so that is my number one focus right now. So when it comes to exercise, nutrition, you know, mindset, any of the work that I'm doing, that's the number one focus that all of those things are geared toward. I love that. I think that's so important talking about stress because there's so many things in life that can be stressful and finding ways to manage that, whatever it may look like, and having a healthy relationship with that management, um, I think is key. So it's a good outlook, right? Because Caitlin and I have talked about with a new year, a lot of people have quote unquote resolutions or things that they want to accomplish. A lot of it has to do with, you know, our physical appearance or whatnot, but having that mental and emotional well-being and health is just as important. (laughs) Definitely. Like I think once we get the stress management under control a little bit more, a lot of other things just seem to fall into place because to your exact point, like we live so much of our life performing for others And like we have Mm -hmm. to start performing for ourselves of like what's going to make us perform at our peak level and make us happy because I totally related to that. Like you strive so hard to get the good grades and have everyone be proud of you. And it's like you reflect back and you're like, hmm, like what's what was in it for me? Like not from a selfish standpoint, but like we can't just always be performing for others. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, am I am I proud of myself? do I feel good right now? Or do you just feel good about me? You know? So that that's, that's my main focus right now. So everything um, else kind of sits underneath that, right? So, you know, we have focuses on exercise or nutrition or, you know, whatever other health related things that you want to put into your life. For me, um, you know, spirituality practice, meditation, things like that. Those are all really important to me. And so, that is the number one goal. Um, something else that's really important to me, you know, I've been on this journey of clearing up my skin. Um, and it's something I've started to talk about a little bit, but it, it goes right along with the with the stress conversation, right? Because my body's trying to tell me that something's wrong. You know, my body's mm-hmm. trying to tell me something's wrong. And if I keep spending all of my time trying to focus on everyone else, then I can't pay attention to what's most important to me and pay attention to these signs that my body is trying to give me, right? So what that looks like um, for me specifically has actually been, you know, decreasing the volume and intensity of my exercise. It's been really paying attention to reducing inflammatory foods. Um, It's Mm. been really paying attention to like dialing in my supplements and making sure I get enough sleep. And, you know, I just, I wrote an article about this recently, but sometimes the most important thing we can add in to our wellness routine is doing less or taking something out. It's, you know, it's not mm-hmm. about always about doing more. It's about how can I do less but better. For sure. So like within that, um, as you're starting to set up this new routine, and I've heard this lately of doing the slow, especially for like us women of just like, mm-hmm. like leaning into what we need in that season. Um, what are some of your non-negotiables? when it comes to wellness from that standpoint then? Ooh, that's a really good question. So I love (laughs) non-negotiables, first of all. I love them because I think that having non-negotiables for yourself actually makes 
your stress less because you don't have to think about whether or not you're going to do it. You just do it, right? You just do it. Yep. Um, so it seems counterintuitive, but I actually really love that. So some of the things that are non-negotiables for me right now, drinking a gallon of water every day. I pee a lot. It just happens. You know, yeah, love just it. do it. Yes. Just do it. Um, <laughs> that's one thing. Another thing that's a non-negotiable for me is going for an outdoor walk every day, even if it's raining or snowing or really cold. That's um, awesome. It's something that I do every day because being outside helps me calm my nervous system, slow down my brain. Mm -hmm. I usually go for a walk with my husband, which is really nice because we get a chance to talk and connect. And that is something that has um, really grown our relationship and, you know, deepened our marriage and our connection to one another. So that's something that is non-negotiable for us and always for me, even if like we're not together or something. (laughs) Um, other things that are non-negotiable for me include, and you know, this might sound a little bit out of the box, but, um, reading some sort of personal development every day, um, that is a non-negotiable for me because I love to learn. I love to learn. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I don't give myself that opportunity, I actually feel more stressed and I feel more overwhelmed and I feel like I'm not giving myself what I want and deserve, right? It goes back mm-hmm. to that question of am I proud of me? Am I happy with what I'm doing? Um, yeah. So that's something that's non-negotiable. And then at this current moment, um, going along with the the skin conversation, non-negotiables are unfortunately uh, no sugar, no <laughs> processed carbohydrates, <laughs> no fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no Christmas um, cookies. No Christmas cookies, but – See, the the bigger non-negotiable here is trying as best as possible to not sabotage myself. That's really mm-hmm. like the bigger non-negotiable, right? So there's all these little things and you could look at them as like, like I'm joking about not having fun. If you want to look at it that way, you can, right? If you want to look at exercise as a burden, you can. If you want to look at drinking that much water as, you know, really hard, you can look at it that way. But for me, the way that I look at it and why I love these non-negotiables so much is because every single time I do one of them, I build confidence with myself right? I build trust with myself and I stop sabotaging myself. And that's really important to me. That is awesome. I mean, um, I'm going to rag on Mackenzie because she just completed 75 hard, but like when you hold to that, it really does boost your discipline and your confidence. And when you're not showing up for yourself, like that is so hard. Yeah. When you said some of those non-negotiables, Maggie, I was like, Yep. I'm with you. The the gallon of water has been huge for me since 75 hard. And then also something that was new for me was reading. Um, it, our listeners know this. Caitlin is the reader of this podcast relationship. Um, but it's been really cool just to, to have that self-improvement and really reflect and have a moment of peace. I mean, there were times when I started 75 hard, the weather was still nice in Wisconsin. So I would just sit outside and read and it was so peaceful and relaxing. So I can definitely relate to you on some of those non-negotiables. Um, I think maybe on the the flip side, but it does relate in a way is, do you find that there are any like fitness or wellness activities uh, that are difficult for you to accomplish, but you're like, nope, I got to get these done. Like this is necessary to my day. I have to do them whether I like them or not. (laughs) 
That's a really, really good question. First of all, I just want to go back and also congratulate you because I have done the entire Live Hard program and it is very hard. And I'm currently doing 75 hard again too. Um, so that's why like some of those things are coming awesome. back in. But you go, girl. Yeah, you, you can do it. Do the whole thing. Do the whole thing. It's okay. good. Perfect. Um, I'm going to follow up with you about it. Um, yes, I love that. Things that are really challenging for me. So... I find that at this point, the normal parts of my day that are wellness related are not challenging anymore simply because I've done them for so long that I've created the habit around them, right? But when they weren't a habit, things that were really, really hard for me were drinking enough water was really hard for me until I started, you know, even just simply Mm -hmm. carrying around a water bottle or getting an electrolyte supplement that tasted good and that helped me drink more water, right? That one was really challenging because I didn't like being inconvenienced with having to go to the bathroom. I didn't like that, you know? And eventually, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm a girl on the go. I got things to do, you know? I don't have time for this. But, But I also don't have time to not feel good. So yep. that one won out, you know, that one, so that yep. one, that <laughs> one hard. was really hard for me. Exactly. That one was really hard for me. And the other one that was really hard for me. So I found out five ish years ago that I am allergic to dairy. Okay. Mm. And I had pretty much known for a long time because, you know, you eat certain things and then you have some reactions to those things and you're yep. like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't eat those. Right. Um, and I loved ice cream, cheese, all that stuff. Right. So at first I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink milk anymore because that really doesn't make me feel good. And then I'm not going to eat yogurt because that doesn't make me feel good. But the ice cream, that one had to stay obviously. Right. Like how am I going to get rid of that? But then that, so it was really hard for me to get rid of that and make that decision Mm -hmm. to eat in a way that made me feel good. I was Mm -hmm. content eating things that I knew did not make me feel not even close to okay. Like my best, that's Mm -hmm. completely out of the picture, right? Like uh, even just a functioning human. And I was okay with that. And, you know, when I – one day, you know, when you make decisions, a lot of times it happens where – you just make the decision and you're like, well, I just made the decision now and it's over. But there's so much build up to it. You know, there's so much build oh, yeah. up to making decisions. So <laughs> on the day that I finally made the decision to like go to the doctor and, you know, have them formally tell me that I'm allergic to dairy and all of that, um, I just haven't eaten it again since that day. Right. And it sounds like if you looked at the story, if you looked at the story from that perspective, and I just told you, well, one day on February 15th, 2019, I went to the doctor and they told me I was allergic to dairy and then I didn't eat it again for the rest of my life. You'd be like, wow, you have so much willpower. That's incredible. Right. Right? But that's not how it went. (laughs) That's not how it went. It was like years of buildup of me like knowing that this food didn't make me feel good and knowing I should go to the doctor and knowing I should seek help and knowing I should change my habits and my way of being and my way of eating and all of this. And it took years of buildup for me to get to that point, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's normal for that to happen. It looks from the outside like, oh, wow, that person just made a decision one day to do something and like I could never do that. That's that's not how this works, right? That's not Mm -hmm. how this works. So those are two things that were really hard for me. Um, At this point, 
what is more challenging for me is slowing down, truthfully. That's what's most challenging yeah. for me at this moment. I think a lot of us can really, especially with the new year, we're excited about our goals. But Maggie, I think it's so awesome that you expressed kind of that vulnerability of some really in-depth kind of emotional difficulties that can be really hard because at the end of the day, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, what do we want to accomplish? How do we want to feel? What do we want to look like? So I think it's really cool for, you know, Caitlin and I and our listeners to be able to relate to you because Lord knows we all have those internal mental struggles of like, okay, what are my roadblocks? What are my speed bumps to the day? How can I progress forward without having to go back? So I commend you (laughs) because I think uh, we all got to keep going forward. Thank you. I received that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, pretty impressive how like you express like, yeah, it wasn't just a one-time thing. And Mm -hmm. I think we get it in our heads that as we're looking at other people on their highlight reel per se, and we see, oh, they're making these decisions. We don't see on the back end of, oh, maybe they fell off just yesterday. Like Mm -hmm. we don't know the whole story all the time. So we have to like stop being so hard on ourselves and just do what we can do and the best that we can do in that moment. uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's just, we aren't going to know the full picture all the time. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I love that you, you said can... highlight real Caitlin. <laughs> Cause that's so true. I feel like yeah. that's what social media does a lot these days is we see everyone's, you know, highlight reels <laughs> and we don't know the full picture. So I think it's great. And one thing I personally love that I've seen on social media, a good side of it is when people come together and rally with one another, you know, someone's like, Hey, look guys, this is what I'm going through. A lot of what I see is like, Oh, this is my first day sober. And they have all these great comments of like, okay, you can do it. And then the next time you hear from them, it's like, this is my 415th day sober. I think it's so cool to have that community, you know, to really rally with you to reach those goals. So if anyone listening has some goals for the new year, try and find a community that could help you. (laughs) For sure. Um, And then I guess, Maggie, I know you mentioned like you're kind of shifting more into like the time management productivity space. Um, So if you could speak on like your intentional time and energy management in order to keep things moving forward um, and smoothly and like how that impacts you. Like I know you mentioned slowing down and stuff. And I mean, that's a huge one for me. Like it is so Mm -hmm. hard to slow down. But at the same time, like, I think that whole, like, slowing down to speed up really helps too. So, like, what do you personally do? Yes. I love – I just I just want to let you know that y- the words that are coming out of your mouth, like, eight times you have said an article title that I have written. And I'm like, we're on the same page. Like, no we're way. on the same <laughs> no page way. with all yes. these things. This is I so love cool. it. <laughs> um, but time management is something that – is so different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing that has helped me the most is getting to know myself more and getting to know how I work best, how work is the most fun, when I feel my best, like what types of things lead up to me feeling great, what types of things lead up to me feeling really frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, two weeks ago, I had like one of the worst weeks in a while. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen often anymore that I'm perpetually frustrated, you know. Um, (laughs) But for me, frustration is a – it's a trigger state for me that lets me know that 
hmm, I'm I'm not in a good pattern right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing too much. Something's out of alignment for me and I need to intentionally take a look at what's going on, pause, pull back and redirect, right? Kind of reset here. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting to know myself in that way has been the most powerful thing for me when it comes to time management. Like I could tell you my schedule and how I organize my work. And like, if you want to know, I can, I can totally, you know, drop some of those things too. But the truth is, is that it's not going to work for you. Like it works for me. You know, it's not going to work for you in the same way because each of you, everyone that's listening, we're all different people. We all work in different ways. We all have different things that make us excited and make us feel good. My husband, he can sleep for six hours. He's great. Like up at 5 a.m., does his workout, works for 10 hours, comes home, has so much energy, all these ideas. And I'm like, I'm tired (laughs) listening to you. You know, like he just goes and goes and goes. That's not how I work. And so for him and I working together, we've had to learn that we are different people and that's not just okay, it's good, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just okay because we fell into this cycle of I want him to be like me and he wants me to be like him. I think that's normal when you spend time around people, you know, but we had to recognize that that's not what's best for either of us and it's not what's Mm -hmm. best for our companies and it's not what's best for our employees and the mission and everything that we're trying to accomplish, right? So for me personally, I have learned that I need to sleep. That's the first thing that I learned, right? Like eight hours. Great. Love it. Eight hours is great. Okay. If I can get nine, 10, I'm even happier, you know? So <laughs> that is the first thing that contributes to my ability to manage my time, my ability to be intentional and proactive about how I spend my time and what I do and not have to play catch up or be reactive all day, right? If I don't get Mm -hmm. enough sleep or I don't wake up early enough, it starts this cycle of me having to be reactive, which then is a domino effect for the entire day, right? So Mm -hmm. I like to call that a keystone habit is getting enough sleep, which then, you know, um, allows me to be my best in the rest of my day as well. So that's the first thing. Um, The other thing is that I recognize that I give a lot of energy in bursts. So the like working eight hours straight is is not great for me. Like I, I don't yeah. work well in that way. I get really drained. Um, and then I don't do anything well, right? So I can mm-hmm. show up for this predetermined amount of time and not really do anything to my fullest capacity right? Mm -hmm. Where if I work with myself and work with my energy and I go hard for a short amount of time, right? Like this morning I had basketball practice from 8 to 10 a.m. Okay. So I'm (laughs) with my team, with them, like we're going 8 to 10 a.m. And then I'm done, like done, you know, and I need a break. break. (laughs) I need a break. I need some food and I need a break. And then I had another meeting at noon and I was good to go. And then I needed a break and I recognized that. And now here we are, right? And like I got a couple Mm -hmm. things done in the middle. I had some time to rest. And now here I am ready to show up and, you know, have this conversation, give to you guys. And if I didn't allow myself to have those pockets of space in my day, I would not be alert, awake, excited at this moment, Mm -hmm. right? I wouldn't have a lot to give you. Um, And that has taken me a long time to first of all realize and then implement, 
right? Because I think mm-hmm. there's a gap between awareness and action. And usually once awareness happens, action follows pretty quickly, but it's not instant, right? It's not yeah, instant. You can't not say, oh, I, yeah, I learned this thing about myself and now I do it perfectly all the time. No, don't do that. Right. Nope. <laughs> but I get better at it every day, every time that I pay attention to it. Right. Every time I'm intentional about putting myself in situations that work best for me, the better mm-hmm. it all goes. Right. So getting to know myself in that way has really, really helped me. That's okay. awesome. That's such a great, good like lesson that I think we all can learn is just understanding more of ourselves better. Um, at the end of the day, we have ourselves, uh, you know, to, to deal with, to think with, to do with. So I think those are super powerful. I'm also a big sleep gal. So I'm with you on that one. Um, we actually went away. We went to Europe, my husband and I and my in-laws for a vacation um, around Christmas time and the jet lag. So real. Ooh. Like, never experienced it like that in my life and I felt like I got hit by a truck so oh, I'm boy. so with you on needing to sleep <laughs> yeah yes. I I've like trained myself to push through it right so I can function on less sleep but I'm not my best self like I'm not yep. anywhere near totally. my best I can do it but that doesn't mean that I should right and exactly. that's something that I'm trying I'm trying to figure that one out you know and get better <laughs> at it but like just because I can doesn't mean that that's the best option yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I and I think it. that's so cool because I think sometimes even our body tells us like, hey, you need to slow down for a minute because like I got hit last night with like a bug and it's just oh, like, yeah. I think that was just like my body saying like, okay, you need to slow down. Like you need to get that rest. Yep. And I think it's just important because like for me, I don't have as much flexibility working like a nine to five per se. So like I'm like locked in in that location for that amount of time. And I think sometimes we almost use that as an excuse of like, okay, when we're out of there, like we have to go, go, go. And it's like, no, we have to learn that better balance and better rhythm to like integrate that all together. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I totally agree. So while we're talking, Maggie, on being intentional with things, I'd love, and Caitlin too, would love to hear what are you most intentional with in your life? And what is something that you think you could be more intentional with? Um, It does not have to be fitness or wellness related. It can literally be anything. But uh, in the spirit of being vulnerable, what are you (laughs) intentional with and maybe not so intentional with? That's a great question. And this is something that's so great to reflect on, right? All, you know, periodically, because, because it changes. I would say right now, I am most intentional actually with my wellness and with that those practices because it's something awesome. that uh, I've invested a lot of time, a lot of mental energy, a lot of physical energy, and a lot of money into, right? And <laughs> I am looking for the biggest return on all of those investments at the moment, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. yep. that one's definitely really high on the list. At this moment, something that I have not been as intentional with is actually my own personal work schedule in terms of like completing things on other people's timelines. (laughs) 
So my team mm. might not be too happy with me at the moment. Um, but so that's something that has kind of, it's fallen off a little bit for me right now, right? I have a lot yeah. going on. We run a lot of businesses. I have my sports teams. I write. I um, I do quite a lot of things. And sometimes you busy. just, <laughs> yeah, you just can't get to it all. You know, you just yep. can't get to it all. And when I'm in a season right now of prioritizing my health and, you know, reducing stress, sometimes I have to just recognize that I, I can't give all of my energy in all of the places, right? Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I also have not been as intentional as I would like with working in a way that makes me feel good because I'm starting to notice like some guilt creep in, some shame oh, creep yeah. in of like, oh, I didn't do that thing that I said I was going to do and I always do the things that I say I'm going to do and you know, so yep. <laughs> where where my brain goes in that moment is why did I say I was going to do it? Because I mm-hmm. don't have the capacity to do it. So the intentionality for me comes in in the place of be more aware of what your capacity is and say yes and no appropriately versus say yes to things that you did have the capacity for in the past and you don't anymore and then beat yourself up over it, right? So it's not mm-hmm. about doing it or not doing it. It's about the awareness level of whether or not I have the capacity to. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing with our, with us and our audience. Um, yep. But I am definitely really inspired here going into the new year of like what mm-hmm. I can personally adjust and change within myself. Um, mm-hmm. But could you tell our listeners where to find you and if you want to drop any things that you're working on currently? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you guys and your audience. It's really been a pleasure. Um, you can find me most actively on Instagram at Maggie Fitzpatrick. Um, anything I do, it will pop up on there. Um, I currently am not really like taking on any clients or things like that, but I do produce, um, weekly articles for my local newspaper, which you can always find on there. And I do a weekly radio interview with, um, a station local to me too. And I post like clips of that. And it's a lot of, um, health related conversations of, you know, specifics, but more of the bigger picture, like the conversation that we had today. Um, so if you're interested in reading or hearing any of those, you can find those there. And I do also have a podcast that I'm not active on anymore, but if you want to go back and listen to the 70, whatever episodes that are there (laughs) for you, um, it's called becoming intuitive and you can find that anywhere you find your podcast. That's awesome. awesome. And guys, we will have everything linked in the description per usual. <laughs> but yes, thank That's you so much, Maggie. We had such an amazing time just learning more about you and how we can all just be better people to ourselves and to others in 2024. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, to all of you that are listening, we will <laughs> see you next time. Thanks for joining us. If you're not already, please subscribe to the intentional podcast. So you never miss an episode. You can connect with us over on Instagram at the underscore intentional podcast, or by sending us an email to the intentional podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to leave a review and join us right back here next week for our next intention.